You are listening to the Four Corners podcast with Lenny Marcus. You are listening to the Four Corners podcast with Lenny Marcus. You are listening to the Four Corners podcast with Lenny Marcus. You are listening to the Four Corners podcast with Lenny Marcus. You are listening to the Four Corners podcast with Lenny Marcus. Welcome to the Four Corners Podcast with Lenny Marcus. Joining me today, as always, is my co-host, Neil Potter. Hi there. Four topics, 15 minutes each. We're just killing time. Kill it with us. Gmail, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, the number four C podcast at gmail.com. Subscribe on iTunes. Listen to us on the Riotcast.com network. Today's guest, one of my favorite people in the business. Why? He gave me my start in it. He treated me reasonably well. He gave me a lot of encouragement and advice and paid me very little, which I probably deserved. Comedian, owner of the Stress Factory Comedy Club in New Brunswick, New Jersey. Great storyteller. Father of at least six kids. (laughs) Sheep farmer. Star of Comics Tale podcast. And I have to say, always, always makes me laugh. And he sounds like he needs a lozenge. Vinny (laughs) Brand. You hit hit everything you had to hit. I need a lozenge. That's the show. (laughs) I need a lozenge. Let's do this. Wait. Vinny, let's talk about you. Something stood out there. What? Goat farmer? I am. Sheep farmer. What? Tell tell Neil what you have. chickens. We'll get into it. You you bought a place. You literally bought the farm. We joked about this at the beginning. You you live in Middletown, New Jersey. Is it still Middletown? And you... Build this huge house and huge land. You had to prove that you're a farmer or something. I well, and you're a initially farmer. when we bought the house. Yeah. Um, and and listen, it, the, the the nature of my life is that you need more than 15 minutes. I know. Okay, but uh, you're gonna have but to do. I'll, I'll, I'll condense it down. That's here. right. That's we so go fast here. We found an old abandoned farm that nobody wanted. Right. It was really run over and beat up. We bought it. And uh, you built a compound like built, the Godfather. I hate that word. You know why? <laughs> but, uh, I was built, thinking more like right. David Koresh, not the Godfather. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. We built the house, yeah. and it was the property's farm assessed. So we had to do something to maintain the farm assessment, right? Because you save a little bit of money, not a lot. Mm. All these people that, that uh, cry about farm assessments uh, really miss the mark because the farm assessment is a, a very productive. And good program, but and, in any event. And you raised chickens and da, da, da. well, what I did, initially did I? I went out and I bought uh, sheep. Yeah, and I did sheep. Yeah, but you can't just have sheep; you have to sell them, and you have to hit a certain mark. Oh, you have to sell a minimum amount every year. Oh, you just can't hide one like in the closet when they come to check. You pulled out real quick and rolled around the. <laughs> well, yard. that's what. See, here's the funny part. Here's the funny part that people were doing that. Oh people shit! People were saying, "Well, I got sheep," and then they would just say, "Yeah, I sold some sheep." Right. But the, the tax assessors came under pressure for these farms because, you know, Bon Jovi has a farm and he farms bees, okay? <laughs> and, you know, in, in actuality, what he has is 10 acres on the Navasink River, some of the most expensive real estate on the East Coast. Is that my hearing aid? That's my watch, okay. Some of the most expensive hearing aids uh, on the East Coast. I said hearing aids. Some of the most expensive real estate on yeah. the East Coast. And he farms bees and so he pays a lower tax on the property portion. So people get pissed about that. So the tax assessors went after guys and said, you really have to farm. So the minimum amount you can sell currently, just got raised, uh, is $750 you have to sell every year. Uh, oh, so a, a $750 worth of sheep. Or 
or tomatoes Chicken or whatever or t- it is. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. And there's a lot of other parameters. You can't just say, well, I have tomatoes and I sold seven fifty, <laughs> and you only have a little tiny garden. They'll come out and look and say, what are you doing with your property? So you sell that much of stuff? I do. I sell a lot Where do you sell it? Well, I have eggs. So People we, come buy eggs? We do. I had a guy yesterday come buy three dozen eggs. How many sheep do you have? Well, we got rid of the sheep. Some of the dumbest animals on the planet. <laughs> okay, I am convinced that every comedy club booker could also be a sheep. <laughs> every one of them could be a sheep. <laughs> so, uh, so the sheep are just so dumb uh, that I couldn't take them anymore. And I went to goats, which are really smart animals right. and fun animals. So I have right now I have four goats. Uh, they're all female. They're all pregnant. They're all in Harvard. Each one will spit out two babies, uh-huh. and each baby is 150. How much? What'd you say? Yeah, they're all in Harvard. <laughs> yeah, they're they're all very Harvard. smart. Very so smart. you're farming. You're waking up at like 6 a.m. and or 5:30 sunset and farming. I get up at uh, I get up at between 6 and 6:15. There's a rooster crow out here. Oh my god. On your and farm? they don't just crow. They don't, uh, they don't just crow in the morning, city boy. It's all day long. All day long. <laughs> okay, so yeah. you're really in a, a farm. I'm a farm. Oh yeah. shit! You can I, go on my Facebook page right now. You'll see a coyote that is on our property. That's after our sheep, and I have to dispatch the coyote at some point. Oh shit! You're really in deep on the it's farm. Right. I, I love. Like, it. We gotta come out and see the farm. Let I me tell you something. The, the rooster. I was in Italy. They're everywhere, and every morning, cockadoodle do. It was crazy at mm-hmm. sunset. Crazy. At sunrise. Sunrise. At sunrise, sunrise, but then all day All morning. A lot. You hear it all day, but you really notice it when it's dead quiet and they wake up early. When the sun comes up. Not even. It's dark. You'll hear it. They sense it. And uh, and they're nasty. Roosters can be quite nasty. Oh, wow. I had one attack my five-year-old daughter the other day, and that rooster will never attack her again. (laughs) (laughs) That rooster has been neutralized. (laughs) Um, But... In the world of everything, farmer, owner, whatever, you're a comedian first. I'm a comic first. The thing that farming does for me yeah. is that when I'm out, like every day I collect the eggs. Yeah. And I do that with my five-year-old. Yeah. And I feed the animals in the morning. And it's just my getting out of the false world of entertainment. Yeah. And it, in the last couple of years, I've, I've grown very peaceful. My wife says, why don't you get rid of those damn animals? Because actually, I like them quite a bit more than most of the comics. <laughs> <laughs> These are jokes if you're listening in your comic, Robert Kelly. Uh, I, I like the comic. No, that makes complete sense to me. That makes complete sense. Where did, where did you start comedy? What year did I start comedy? When, okay, what year, but when, where? I started at Rascal's Comedy Club. Oh, up in, uh, in up Eatontown. In I did the Eatontown room. Oh, okay. And my first day on stage... I, I went up unprepared yeah. and I killed. Really? And I remember thinking that week because it was every Monday night. And I remember thinking, well, I knew this would be easy. You got this. I, you know, <laughs> not only did I think I had it, I spent a whole week writing material. The first night I smoked with nothing written. And I can tell you, sitting here today, that during that week, I remember thinking, I'm going to be an automatic star because if I do any work at all, I'm going to be. And I wrote all week long. And the second week on stage, I don't. It, it, people say they didn't get any laughs. It was it was a seven minute set. I didn't get one laugh. <laughs> okay, not one. And and do, at the end of the set to get me off, they turned the lights and sound off at the same time. And I re, I remember what I did. It, it, can I tell you what I did? Yeah. All right. What I did is uh, the week before, comics had been sweating profusely. Yeah. And I found it very humorous because I just didn't sweat. I right. didn't care. I smoked. 
So I said, I'm going to make a joke about these comics all sweating because none of them should do this job. <laughs> they're, they're all terrible. So what I did is I went, I, I went to the pet store and I got fish tube wire and little balls and I hooked the little balls up with water that I could squeeze them discreetly <laughs> and force sweat out of my armpits. <laughs> it rapidly, I swear to God, I'm not making this up. And I set one up into my groin area to make it look like I wet my pants. Yeah. And the plan was to murder with four minutes of material yeah. and then say, some of these comics get really nervous and they sweat profusely. And then I had a couple in lines, I would sweat and then I would pee my pants. The place would rip apart. You know, at that time, Carson <laughs> would come out. It would say, shake my hand, yeah, come yeah. on. So here's what happens. I'm dying so bad. I'm dying so bad that I am actually sweating <laughs> and I want to wet myself. Okay? I want to wet myself. So I, I'm dying so badly. And I said, that's all right. It doesn't matter. I got, I got the, I got the nuke. I just pushed the nuke. They're going to laugh. Right. And I do the joke. I said, some of these comics sweat so bad. And I hit the first tube and clear as a bell. I can feel the water cling to my sides and go right down. doesn't touch my shirt. So I'm saying comments are sweating, but the only sweat you see is on my head and face. Right. I'm looking at my armpits are dry as could be. And the water ran right down my sides to the side of my pants. So I said, okay, well, I got to go for the urine joke. Oh, no. I hit the urine joke. The and that water goes right down my leg into my shoe. Now <laughs> I have squishy socks. No joke. It's seven minutes. The lights and sound went off. Oh, God. And I oh, thought, no. Oh, thank God. There was a power failure. <laughs> That's what I thought. There was a power failure, and I've been saved. Uh-huh. And I look in the back of the room, and the manager, Ward Magnuson, is doing this with his, you know, cross on the throat. Yeah. Get off. I get off stage. Paul Veneer with MC. Yeah. He brings the next act up. I'm over in the corner, uh, you know, whimpering. Yeah. And he came over, and I said, I said, I'm done. I- I'm batting 500. <laughs> okay I, I'm an all-star I'm, I'm out right. he goes no 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 he goes tonight is what's supposed to happen that's right last week that's not gonna happen again for a long time <laughs> he goes you gotta come back here and do the work and yeah. so I did and uh and I stayed in it but that's my first what year was that all right I always try and figure this out I I want to say because when I started in 95 and you were a headliner easily when I started so I, that I, was it had to be what I think it's 89, 89? Okay. I think it was 89 because in fact, let me tell you something. It was 89. Yeah. Because I, I had already had three kids. Yeah. My daughter, my, my Danielle was born in 89. And um, and the comedy boom had happened. Comedy was all over TV. And I remember thinking, I, I should do this. I should try it. And I was in such a bad marriage that when I did finally start getting some laughs, that uh, was like emotional. Well, doing two things at once. Well, you know, at the time I had a flower shop that my ex-wife wanted me to buy a construction company and comedy was you're getting laughs everything else i was doing the flowers were nice because she didn't run the shop she made me run it but um yeah construction you get up every day you're calling someone an sob by seven o'clock in the morning and you're in a marriage it's terrible so you're getting laughs and people are going hey i like you and that feels really good so but what drove you to do stand-up like the first what drove you to do it the first time you didn't did you grow up in like high school and co- whatever doing well, all the I, yeah, in high school, I did... Um, so you were performing? Yeah, they did, you know, the the, the variety show. Oh, so you were... Ar- it was already in you then, kind of. In 1980, we did a, a variety sketch show in high school called The All-Male Dating Game. 
Oh, so it was with <laughs> enough 1980 homophobic jokes <laughs> to be absolutely hysterical. Yeah. Today it would have to be on like the Family Guy. It would never make no. Right. And we met with the principal, and he said you can't do those jokes. But it was 1980, and we said we're doing these jokes. You're you're crushing our freedom of speech. <laughs> and he got us through the jokes. Oh, wow. There was one or two jokes he made us pull out. We put them back in, but the jokes murdered. But they were all homophobic jokes, right. and that was 1980. Uh, very funny. Uh, and so I did that stuff. Yeah, so it was always in you. And I, and I was a story. I've always been a storyteller. I've always been able to recount my life and see the funny part of my life. And so, uh, when know. how'd you get in? Before you know, these things go so fast here. Mm-hmm. How did you get in the strip? In the comic strip was that your first foray into New York City? Yeah, the comic strip in New York City. Uh, like, I got, just stop it for one second. Eric was like through softball, some crazy story. But Eric you, you softball. did it legitimately. I did it legitimately because as a softball player, <laughs> yeah. I suck. <laughs> he looked at me for the softball team yeah, and said, like, perhaps the improv is a better room. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you'd be good at the improv. <laughs> name, but certainly you're, you're no second baseman, I'll tell you that. Did you wear the uniform at least? Like, I, I think that would have got you far if you show up at the softball game, at least in like full softball gear, like the short, I mean, the pants. Oh, I'm the sure he showed jersey. up. I mean, they had great players back well, then. Well, I did play. Yeah. Uh, but I got in. Uh, I'll tell you the audition story is great, and I'll tell you a quick baseball story is great. Tell me that you have uh, four minutes. All right. I'll kill, I'll kill all four. Yeah. The audition story, I get, I get an audition for Lucian. Someone referred me, I can't remember who, mm-hmm. uh, referred me to the audition. And I did this spot that I was doing on Al Sharpton at the time. Okay. And the first audition spot I murdered. And Lucian said, put me in the office. He said, oh, you remind me of a young George Carlin. And in my head, I'm like, well, I'm past, right? I'm, I'm doing Saturday night. And then he goes, of course, the problem with that is we already have George Carlin. And, um, and he tells me the, the roller coaster because I can see how the first statement you'd be like, "Woo!" Oh, I swear to God, yeah, yeah it feels so good. I felt yeah, so yeah. good. And then he let you down. And then I find myself wishing for George Carter, and I have a massive heart attack. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he says, "Come back in a couple of weeks. Show me a different set." And the Jim Andrinos said to me, "Don't do a different set." Was that he, the house MC at the time? He was a house MC. Yeah. Okay. He goes, "Don't do a different set. Just do the same set." And I come in about four weeks later, as Lucian instructed, same set verbatim, I had zero. I had five laughs. Five laughs. And Lucian comes up and he goes, oh, Vinny, I'm so sorry, because I was, I was called away and I didn't get to see your set. How did you do? And I go, oh, I killed. <laughs> he goes, all right, come back in a couple of weeks. Now, I said to Madrinos, hey, should I change the set? I, I'm, I'm, you know. Yeah, 50-50. And he goes, no, I could do the same set. He goes, that was just, you know, don't worry about that. Mm-hmm. Came in the third night. Same set, all three nights, murdered it. That night on the third set, I, whatever my time was, 9, 10, I went across the street and had a glass of wine. And Mandrinos was looking for me. He's like, you're going on early. I had to come running across. I do the set, and I had a very good set. And Lucian calls me in the office. He goes, oh, my goodness. He goes, the, the growth in material. <laughs> Even the audience interactions were identical. Uh, and he passed me. That's how I passed. Uh, that's awesome. uh, and then the softball story real quick. Okay. Uh, so I, I'm playing for the team. I'm, right. I'm mediocre. Two hysterical stories. One, we're playing against uh, Gotham. Mm-hmm. Neil, I mean, uh, not Neil. Uh, Mazzilli. The owner. Uh, Chris Mazzilli. Mazzilli is playing second base. I'm on first base okay. as a runner. I slid into second to break up a double play. Mazzilli went down and he got his pants dirty. And oh boy. he wouldn't give me spots for a year. <laughs> he was so mad. He, he got my pants dirty. What are you doing? 
And in that, in another game, Mike Ivy was pitching for the Improv. Yeah. And Mike had this killer pitch, but you only allowed one fast pitch, uh-huh. and everyone else had to be slow. Right. And I'm at the plate. I've already got two strikes. I've only had two foul tips, and the fastball is going to come. Right. And Ivy is on the mound. Teasing me. Here comes Vinny. Here comes. And I'm like, oh, oh, I stink at this game. Well, he gets all worked up and he throws the ball real hard. It bounces 10 feet in front of the plate. And I swung anyway. I swung. I swung. And struck out. <laughs> they were teasing me for months. That's why I passed in the comic strip. Awesome. That, that did you done. finally get a spot at Gotham, though? It finally came back around. I did. I no, love Missouri. Missouri's a good guy. Yeah, we should get Missouri in here. Yeah. We can do that. Well, there you go. You nailed it right on the right on the button, too. I told you I'd kill four. <laughs> <laughs> you could kill four to 40. Whatever, I can tell <laughs> you that. All right, let's go to the next one. Let's talk about the club. You're a club owner, obviously. I met you probably just after you opened... The stress fact, like where the current version of the stress right. factory is, it had been in two versions. Tell me the history of the stress factory. What year and? Okay, so in '89 I do open mic, and yeah. in '90, yeah. uh, probably middle of the year '90, yeah. I start an open mic in New Brunswick in, in a basement. Oh, no, basement. open okay. mic in a basement, <laughs> and it's in the basement of a nightclub called uh, Club Three Seven Five. Okay, and the open mic. Is me, Jim Florentine, uh, Eric McMahon, Tom Bayshamp, Frank Dapizo. It's all the guys doing it at Rascals. And they're going to come up on Sunday night, and we're charging record kids five bucks a head to come in. And uh, we're doing the open mic. Well, I run that open mic for four months. Yeah, we do 50 kids. We do 25 kids. Whatever money came in, we split evenly amongst the comics. And... And you're like, this is bullshit that they, I have to get this money out. <laughs> <laughs> I no longer like, split. This is wrong. The light what bulb the hell? Off. I'm doing all the work. Screw these guys. <laughs> well, no, I never, I never, I don't split evenly anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'll tell yeah, you yeah, a story yeah, about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so anyway, uh, what happens is about six months into running it, uh, it's now late uh, 90. Yeah. I get a call from Ward and Ward says, disband your open mic, your competition. They were an hour away and the Northern Rascals was an hour away. And he says, you can't run that open mic anymore. Your competition. I said, Ward, it's, it's just us trying to get better. It's, it's for Rutgers kids only. It, it's five bucks. You got to have a Rutgers ID. No one's driving to Ocean Township right. on a Sunday. It was a Sunday night. So Ward blackballed me. But he didn't just blackball me. He called Louis Ferranda. He called oh my God. Uh, Caroline Hirsch. He called. Uh, Damn. And, and Louis booked the, imp- the, the uh, catch on Princeton at the time. So I was blackballed everywhere. And I said, well, you know, th- that's a bunch of crap. And I had started doing middling spots relatively early for this company. What um, is that? It's me, I'm sorry. For this company that uh, had a bunch of gigs everywhere. And they had a club in the Edison Clarion and they went out of business. Uh. So I went to the Edison Clarion and said, look, I'll open a club here and I'll run it. Because right. I couldn't work now. The company I was working for went out and I'm blackballed everywhere. And that's how I started it. I stayed at the Edison Clarion, opened up there in 91. Ran it for a year. Food and beverage director was Dino, who now runs oh, Uncle Vinny's. Yeah. Dino decides he wants part of the door, and we end the relationship there by striking <laughs> a deal with the Hyatt. Okay, and the deal we made with the Hyatt was all done behind closed doors. The Clarion's trying to screw me, so I just went to someone else and said, "I'll bring my very successful little club to you." Yeah, I make the deal with the Hyatt, and we went week. 32 of the year was at the Clarion. At the end of that night, 
we start unloading all of our equipment because we were set up in, in banquet rooms right. and we're up putting the equipment into the, the, the car instead of the closet that we'd store it. <laughs> and the girl at the clarion goes, what are you doing? And I go, oh, we're taking the equipment to get serviced. Very much like how they burn stool Christmas. Okay. And the very next week, we opened up in the Hyatt. Um, when we did that, by the way, when we opened the Clarion, the first thing I said is I'm going to have my own phone number. So people have been calling the same number. We just told them, hey, by the way, we're no longer there. We're here. So the move was smooth. When we're at the Hyatt, the same thing happened. The food and beverage director said, I want the money. And uh, we ended up you open your saying, let's look for our own space. We're going to go to East Brunswick. But when we went to go to East Brunswick, the city found out we were moving. Now, we'd already been there for um, a year and a half. The city didn't want us to move. A club had gone out of business. And they said, come look at this club. So I meet the guy, and he brings me to Club 375, oh my where God. I had done the open mic. Wow. And I walked in, and I said, this mm. is too... Karmatic. Yeah, I'm doing it, and I dove in. And I'm at that point. I'm getting divorced. I live in. A, I'm living in a um, boarding house. I have no money, and I built that club. And you called the stress factory from the beginning. No, the, uh, the originally. Wait. So three seven five was the is now the current stress factory. Yes, where I did my open uh, mic that got me blackballed. Is the room? If you come in the room, I thought it was a bowling alley. No, <laughs> no, it was a dance club run by an Asian guy, Asian <laughs> dance club. And it was a great question because when I opened the club. At the Clarion, um, I'm in a, a marriage that's falling apart. My wife hates me. Uh, she's been asking for a divorce forever. Back then, you had to use the old desk phones. Right. So I have the flower shop where I'm living. I have the construction company. I have the, Jesus, I have the yeah. comedy club that's running weekends in a hotel. The original name was The Laughing Stock. We ran under The Laughing Stock moniker for a month, month and a half. And what happened is, uh, my my ex-wife, she wanted me to buy the flower shop. I bought it. She immediately said, I'm not running it. She said, I got to open the comedy club. She immediately stopped working the comedy club. Now, I'd be sitting in this in the house with her in the background fighting with me with three different phones. And I'm answering the phones with a different voice for the business I'm answering. So if it's a construction company, it's Four Seasons Construction. And then for the flower shop, it's Alien Dudes Peanut Garden Flowers. How can I help you? And then for the comedy club, it's Laughing Stock Comedy Club. How are you today? Okay. Oh, my God. And I'm answering these phones. I got a little IBM uh, 329 computer, 3029 computer or 4029. And I got my ex-wife. She's at my wife at the time. She's in the background screaming at me. And she's telling me I'm a loser and she wants a divorce. And I'll never forget <laughs> it. I'm sitting at this little crappy desk. The phones aren't ringing. I'm sitting there. I got my hand on my head. And I said, this is not a laughing stock. It's a stress factor. And I can't stand it. And I literally picked my head up and I said, I'm going to change the name of the club to Stress Factory. And she said, that's the stupidest name I've ever heard. <laughs> and I go, that makes it perfect, man. I'm yeah, doing it. Yeah, yeah. If you hate it, I love it. We ran that ad. The phone started ringing immediately. Really? People going, what my is- life's a Stress Factory. I'm coming there. Oh, huh. that's pretty cool. Wow. Everybody thought it was dumb, except my friend Barry J. And Anthony Vega, who's still with us. I just, I had no idea. I mean, all the comedy club names are kitschy in some way, but this is unique. I've never heard anything. Why would you name it? You're trying to get rid of the stress. That's what everybody was saying. Everybody said that. Yeah. yeah. But it's I've never heard any na- name with the word stress in it. It's it's, it's, it's laced with irony, right? Chuckles and whatever. Yeah. You laced with irony. Yeah. Get that. And irony. they're good to you, the city. New Brunswick's good to you. Wait, let me before let me follow up with a question off of what you just said. So I'm ninety five. I'm I move back to New York to work and I'm I'm living a a mile from uh, the stress factory. 
and I have to drive to um, How the Somerset hell do you every live day. Up? Why there? I EDS took me. Oh, electronic to data systems took me. No, I was living in the Midwest. I was living in Texas for a little while. But was that close to EDS? That apartment? Yeah, it oh, was, okay. I had moved back to New Jersey. I had to find a place in New Jersey, and that was the the cheapest place I could find. It was like North Brunswick. That oh, was okay. kind of the area I could afford. And then they kept moving my office, so it was in Somerset for a while, which was close. And there was, but it was, and then I was driving down the street to get to Somerset and Edison and all these places. And there was like was this back road you could you could pick up, like you could go like sixty miles an hour. I can't like River Road, something like that, really yeah, fast. Road. I was going really fast, and on the pole, <laughs> on the electric pole, you know the okay. with the wires, you know. It was like a slow down sign. So I would, I would all of a sudden one day there's a slow down. So I would hit the brakes going 60 real fast because I was like, what is that sign? But it's not like a moose crossing or a thing crossing <laughs> or a railroad cross. And then it just has said for a fun time call. Was that was it? Yeah. Fun time call. Five, four, five. Ha. And I'm like, what? So every day I would pass the sign and I would slow it? down. It would say. That was your ad? Five, four, five. <laughs> he put a legitimate slow down sign. I'm like. So I get to the office, and my my secretary Missy, who you know, saw it too. The secretary of the whole office sees it, right? And I go, "Do you see these signs for five for five? Ha!" Huh? I go, "What is that?" You know, like it finally it dawns us day after day. And I'm looking at the time. I'm looking to switch over to the to being a comic. And she I, she goes, "I don't know. Call the number." And she calls the number, and it's a comedy club. And she gets Vinny on the phone. Is probably sitting in front of one of those three phones. <laughs> yeah, he's like, "This advertising's working." Yeah, it worked big time. Tell so tell how it worked big time, and and tell how you got in trouble for this because of course it's ridiculously illegal. You just put this up yourself. Oh, we put this up ourselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, yeah we, we would nab the telephone poles. That would not be legal. I, I, I was going sixty. I <laughs> pin. I stopped cold almost on it. Oh, uh, we put. But you on. had this idea. Yeah. Oh, that was a good idea. Well, you know what it is? You try and advertise back then. You have the newspaper it comes out on Friday, and that's it. It's you know it's 1991. 90, well, you're 95, 95 now. Yeah. So, but we did it as early as 91, as soon as we opened. And, um, you know, you're waiting for that ad on Friday and you're trying to make a living and you're, and you're at the time, I'm paying David Tell $800 for the weekend. Yeah. I got to figure out how I'm going to do that. <laughs> yeah. And so we, we figured let's advertise every day and we'll just nail these signs on telephone poles. I wasn't the first guy to ever nail a sign on a pole. I was the first guy to ever nail... 2,000 signs on 2,000 poles in three counties. No, but not I, just a sign. Where's my dog? This is the yellow. How did you get the yellow warning sign? Isn't that like well, a we government-issued? Always, always, yes. We always looked for ways, and we still look for ways, <laughs> to create unique advertising. Yeah. So you're always looking for a way to make someone go, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Yeah, you got me. Right. And I'm very not susceptible to that. Well, that, that warning sign is the one that got us noticed by the authorities. <laughs> 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 That's the one that created the, the, the problem. And my, one of my favorite stories, we, we hung them in all kinds of towns. And, uh, you know, initially you would get a phone call from a zoning officer say, hey, stop doing that. And you say, hey, you know, everyone's doing it. I'm going to keep doing it. Well, in Hillsborough, New Jersey, we had 30 signs up. And we get a letter, certified letter. Take the sign down. If you don't take them down, the fine is $200 a day per sign oh, per day. Yeah. I got 30 of them. Okay, and I'm like, okay, We're get to Hillsborough tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And we get to Hillsborough, and we take down the signs, and I sent a team down to do it, and they missed like eight signs. <laughs> so I get a second certified letter, and that one is a summons. It says, you got to come to court. And this is now well into us. We're well into, uh, into business. We're, you know, 2002 or whatever. And I got to go to court. I go to court, and I think the potential fines we're facing are around $20,000. 
significant. Yeah. And I'm like, Jesus, I, I, I got to really, I got to go. I can't blow this off. I made a 20 grand, right? So I go to the court, and as soon as I walk in, the prosecutor calls me over, hey, come here, come here, come here. He's I love your club. Let's go, let's go talk in the back. And I go in the back, and he goes, look, he goes, uh, I've been to your club a million times. We love your club. He goes, these signs, are, they're, they're a hazard. You know, linemen got to climb those poles, and, you know, cars are seeing them, and, you know, you, you can't do this. He goes, I got to find you. So we got to make a deal, but you got promised me you won't put any more signs in this town. And he says, pay me three grand. Like, I can't pay you three grand for signs. That's crazy. And we go back and forth. And now we're in a, in a negotiation. <laughs> and we settle on, I think, $1,200, if I, if I remember correctly. And he, he goes, okay, we can sell this to the judge. Now we go outside, and the courthouse is packed. Everyone's in court. So uh, 250 people in the court. And I'm the first case because I settled first. And the judge goes, oh, can we get uh, you know, Stress Factory Comedy Club? I go up and he goes, okay, you're Vinnie Brand. Well, they established all that. And the judge goes, I understand we've reached an agreement. I said, we have, Your Honor. He goes, you know, Mr. Brand, he goes, uh, I'm well aware of the work that you do in the community. He goes, I'm very aware that you donate. Uh, my children's school has donations. And, and I don't want you to think that we don't appreciate what you've done for us here in Hillsborough. We know that you've donated to the police. And it's a really nice thing. I'm like, that's very nice. And he goes, in fact, he goes, I've been to your club several times. I like your club quite a bit. He goes, but these signs are a hazard. So we're going to go ahead and accept $1,200. We're waiving our court costs, but we need a commitment. You won't do these signs anymore. So I said, Your Honor, you have my commitment. I won't do any more signs in Hillsborough. I go, if you wouldn't mind telling me, I said, because we're always trying to refine our marketing, would you mind telling me how you first heard about the club? And he goes, well, I'll tell you the truth. It was from the signs. <laughs> and the whole courthouse, he went 10 minutes of laughing. And uh, I, said, I said to him, I said, well, Your Honor, I said, I, I know the signs work. And uh, I paid 1200 bucks a month. Oh, that's amazing. December 23rd, 1994 was the first show in New Brunswick in the room that you know. Oh, really? So th this is why I think my life is very like bent karmatic, like mm -hmm. when you said, because I had moved there in like probably 90 it's somewhere in the middle there, I'm like, all right, that's it. I'm gonna do this, and then, and then, uh, you move there. We found out the signs went up, found out what it was. I started doing. It was it was crazy, and it was one mile away, like two miles away. And uh, like I said, my the secretary called, got you on the phone. You said, "When's the open?" She's like, "Is there an open mic?" All I remember is her laughing. Then she, I go, "You call, you call." She laughed for about half an hour with you on the phone. You kept on the phone half an hour. Hangs up the phone. She goes, yeah, there's an open mic. She, he said you could go down Wednesday. I go down Wednesday. There's a list of everybody. You walk in at the last second, redo the whole list. Look <laughs> yeah. at me. He goes, ah. And I'd been doing con I was in the city for a little while. For like, I would come in and do the, the pre-show here at uh, Stand Up New York and or whatever. And then I met Neil probably. And then, then this this dawns on me so i go in first time and you go how long have you been doing comedy i go about two months and you go you go last <laughs> and my spot was like 1 a.m i went on at wednesday at 1 a.m whatever that was it was brutal becky donahue is the house mc oh. she brought she had a clipboard yeah she brought me up by the time i went up there was three people left i'm like oh this has got to get i don't remember do you remember that class of characters that we dealt with we have one minute for this do you remember? No, it was Vinnie Fallon eventually oh, yeah. took over for Becky Donahue. Yeah, funny guy. Yeah, very funny guy. I will say this. I don't remember the first joke that I saw you do. I oh. think you're very, very funny. I do remember. I ate it hard. For well, I do remember the first time you complained. <laughs> <laughs> was that when he said, hi, I'm Lenny? <laughs> yeah, what is this? Hi, I'm Lenny. Why am I walking down into this? 
it feels like a club. Is this? I'm just club? saying, yeah, there's yeah, 50 yeah, yeah. things I see wrong already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I never complained about the club. Well, not until the phony. Wait, phone I have one in. more club question. Now, did you ever franchise or did you ever go there? We're opening another club now. Oh, you are. Yeah, where is it? Club. Tell everybody where it is. So you have give yourself a commercial. Really okay, cool. we're opening a club in Bridgeport, Connecticut. Oh, you are. Okay, it's a. Uh, we're very exciting club. I mean, it's a beautiful. It's going to be an exciting club. Okay, so that, and uh, it'll be the Vinnie Brand Stress Factory Bridgeport. Oh yeah. wow! Because I was curious about like that. If Vegas comes knocking and all these places come, because when you go out to Vegas, it's like I feel like they pull all this northeastern stuff in there. So. They do. Uh, you know, the Bridgeport location. Bridgeport is at a uh, Nader. Is that the right word, Lenny? The bottom. Bottom. Nader, the bottom. Yeah. It's at the Nader. Uh, when I did the deal, the deal is nine years in the making. Oh, We've shit. been very, very selective. I mean, literally selective. And now uh, we, we couldn't have timed it better because Bridgeport is gentrifying yeah. uh, in a very big way. So our deal is fantastic, and uh, we have great, great uh, space. Oh, awesome. Yeah, I'll show you the space very soon. All right, good. Let's move on. Oh. Thanksgiving I want to do. I want to take a hard corner here for Thanksgiving. How was your Thanksgiving? This, my Thanksgiving this year was so good. Yeah. That I may cancel all future Thanksgivings because <laughs> there's just no way that they're gonna they're gonna live up to this Thanksgiving. Did, where is that, is wait, your do you place? have a turkey on your farm? Uh she won't let me do that. Oh, I was like, did I you? can't eat the chickens. I can eat the eggs. I can't eat the chicken. Oh, you can't oh. eat the chickens. I could. She won't. Oh, she. You don't eat meat. I no, eat plenty of meat. She eat the chickens that she's seeing right. and feeding. No, she, but that's supposed to be good if you're if you're you're raising, eating Fred. No, you're eating. <laughs> no, but the the theory is that it's a free range chicken. Therefore, yes. it's lived a better life, and that's it tastes better. It's happier, right? Yeah. That's, that's what I found to out be, about that's farming. Supposed to be okay. I hear, here's here's I'll tell you very quick because it's boring to most people. But when, when you eat a chicken at the store, that chicken lived a grand total of eight weeks, and it was a genetically manufactured bird. The bird get, the bird turns seed in the body mass faster than any other animal. It's genetically modified to do that. That's what I'm eating. That's what you're eating. Yeah, yeah. Great. If you Shit. buy a heritage bird. That chicken's going to live a free-range life and live 24 weeks before it's ready to be killed. Oh, I thought you were going to say like 24 years, mm -hmm. like he's living a good no. life. Oh, no. shit. 24 weeks is a long time in chicken world. Oh, that's a, that's a big life. <laughs> that's a great... Yeah, okay. my chickens in their hand, they're, they're three... I have chickens that are three years old. I have chickens that are six months old. I, you know, okay. Every year we buy more chickens. The point was no turkey? No, but I would do it in a heartbeat. <laughs> yeah? I would raise my own turkey for exactly the re reason Neil's saying. You know what's in that turkey. Right. You know, a, a Frank Purdue, he's like... Hey, here's some nuclear pellets that'll make it fatter faster. Give them that. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. what'd you have? You had a turkey. We had turkey, and I have to tell you, uh, we had, we had a, a big crew, and the crew was, we had 35, 36 people. But here's why the Thanksgiving was so good. Going into Thanksgiving, yeah. there was an awful lot of drama. The families like to eat at different times. So Vicky's family likes to eat on the ridiculously early side. Right. My family likes to eat on Friday morning, the ridiculously late <laughs> side. The right time for Thanksgiving is very simple. I'll ask both of you quickly, what is the right time to eat? After the first game, 3.30. Let's say 2 p.m., 2.30. All right, that, that's, okay, that's only if, Neil, you're in your last couple <laughs> weeks of life. Shut up, okay. freaking fun. That's, that's if you're in your last couple weeks of life. The right time to eat is 4 p.m. It's right. the ideal, perfect time to eat. What do you mean when the Cowboys game starts? Well, that's the late whatever game. the Cowboys play is the right time to eat. But the reason it's the right time is because it's, it's early enough and it's not too late. Now, Vicky's family wanted to eat at 2. Yeah, that's... And 2 stinks because you're getting out of bed a little bit later. What is going on? God, I apologize. You're getting out of bed at 11 in the morning because it's a day off. Now you got to rush through your, your, your oatmeal and then work up a hunger for 2 o'clock. 
And then, you know, and my family would eat at seven, which is also ridiculous because it's too late. <laughs> so Vicky wanted to do it earlier. We had some older people coming that wanted to do it earlier. And there was a lot of drama. My sisters are not easy. Uh, they don't lift a finger uh, unless it's to complain. Um, <laughs> yeah, you have 36 people. You have 36 people. It's crazy. On the farm. At the farm. And you set a big-ass table with ornaments. Big table. You go all out. Big table, two turkeys, a ham, a bunch of side dishes. And uh, so you're, you're, Thanksgiving, you're prepping for like weeks for this. Let me tell you how much work it is. It's, it's, it starts on Monday. It's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, solid days of work. Shit. It's Thursday morning up and at the oven at 7 a.m. Then you serve at 4. Then you clean up. You get done around 7.38. And then you spend the whole next day cleaning. I'm telling you, I was exhausted watching my wife do it all. <laughs> <laughs> That's the truth, though. I did nothing. And What? You're well, out, you're, 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 in, no, you're in the back acting like you're farming. I baked four <laughs> pumpkin pies. You bought four pumpkin pies. No, I pies. baked them. I, you sure you, you did? You make pumpkin no, pies? No, I baked pumpkin pies. You baked them? So I baked I, pumpkin pies, the best pumpkin pie ever. Don't you took a pumpkin, gutted the pumpkin. I don't do pie. that part. No, I see you as a person that buys them from Whole Foods or Trader no. wherever, and then you put them in the oven no. to act like that's no. how far you'll go with the, the I baked them. The story. only part I don't do <laughs> is baking the pumpkin part. Yeah. I take raw pumpkin, everything else is mine. Now, you know, baking the pumpkin, it's not that big a, you get it raw out of can, same, almost the same thing. All six kids there this time? No. We had four of the six, which is, which is a very high percentage. <laughs> uh, very high percentage. Now, what's the oldest? The oldest was there. I saw her last How week. How old? Yeah. 32. Oh, so, and she has kids. No, no Allie. No. You know Allie. I just oh, saw I just, her downtown. How do I know she has kids? Well, I don't is know. Is she getting yeah. funnier? I, no, I didn't see her perform. She's funny. Yeah, I saw her. She was just hanging out at the underground. There are two, you know, she's doing two different types of sets. Um, and when she does the one set, I, I swear it makes me laugh out loud hard. Oh, wow. And when she does the other set, I see what she's doing, but I don't like it. Okay. And I tire that now. It leads to a huge fight. Oh, shit. Where's uh, number two? That's one. South Jersey. Did Vinny. not come up for Thanksgiving. Uh, we'll probably join the company when we get Bridgeport open. Okay. Getting along great. Nicole, three. California. Uh, She's, you know, when you have six kids, it's it's like a mutual fund. Right. All right. Some are really performing. <laughs> some are not performing. And overall, you're getting decent returns. Yeah. Okay? And, you know, but you love job. them all the same. You love them all the same. No, you the not like them all the same. Oh, yeah, 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 the ones that are doing well is if we're doing the stock analogy. Yeah. <laughs> Dump yeah. the rest. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Get me more. <laughs> Buy more. Sell more. That's right. Uh, the other three. Let's go to the other three. Wife number two. Vicky's three. Uh, amazing. Like Lemmy is, or this real quick story, you and I, you take me to open for you in Harrisburg. Got to be 17 years ago. 17, well, it was 15 years 15 ago. years ago. And uh, she's two and kicking my chair the entire ride in our little hot Lenny, chair. Lenny sits in the front That's all and Vicky sits in the back with the baby. And the first thing out of my mouth is, what are these? We're dropping them off, right? I'm not, <laughs> yeah, I don't want to yeah, go yeah. on a road trip to yeah. Harrisburg with these two. They go he with was the, so mad. Yeah, yeah. I can yeah, see that. Because you're car. bonding. You're having comedy. Yeah, the, now, the baby kicked my seat Now you're taking care of a baby. But you can't even understand that. Lenny says right in front of Vicky, they're going with us? Yeah. What is this? Now the baby starts kicking his seat and all my children have a very good sense of humor. And the second that you tell a two-year-old yeah, that something do that. they're doing that they enjoy is annoying you, that's what's going to happen for four hours. <laughs> and, and, and she couldn't say my name, so she'd just say Lemmy. Lemmy. <laughs> Lemmy. Like Lemmy. Like Lemmy, 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 Lemmy. We get out there. We have dinner at a family restaurant. 
Okay, so Lenny. Uh, it just sounds awful. Oh, my God. The whole, the whole thing's There's a table behind us. Yeah. They're celebrating something. I'm with Lenny. I would have been freaking pissed. Oh, my God. The kids <laughs> are so rambunctious. And and the, the father's trying to control them. But I turn around and said to the father, you can't mind him. He's just, he's just cranky. Point to Lenny. <laughs> yeah. At that point, the father literally said to the kids, get him. And now the kids <laughs> would even know are torturing Lenny. But, it, but so Thanksgiving was great. Great. And uh, what was it? You hate Thanksgiving. No. What do you mean? I love Thanksgiving. But you didn't. Did you grow up having the whole turkey? Yeah. Thing every time. Yeah. Like you, the, all the family came over. I thought we had very small is family. This, is this a question I about his heritage? Hated, I just thought you hated <laughs> yeah, Thanksgiving. They, you know what? It's so funny. Once a year, this year, John Laster. Uh, once a year, somebody calls and says, "Do you do Thanksgiving?" No, I don't say like, you're not doing Thanksgiving because you're Jewish. Wha- yeah, it, well, that's what you're... Lenny. Uh, no, I'm saying your people... You yeah. don't do Thanksgiving... Take Friday as the last day of the week, or do they... The Americans? Yeah. Yes, <laughs> my people, the American people. Do your people... Yes. Lenny, do your people Lenny's, celebrate 4th of July? Lenny still do doesn't do electricity on Fridays. <laughs> Justin no McKinney asked me that. Well, you know, Wait. Do you guys do Thanksgiving? <laughs> yes! I am an American! What is the matter with you? No, but you don't do Thanksgiving like... like Gina does Thanksgiving. Oh my God! It's a completely yes, different do. Thanksgiving. No, it's the same Thanksgiving. We just have but four tell me people. What, what's on the mil- table at Thanksgiving at your house growing Turkey, up? Turkey, gravy, cranberry sauce. The same. Everything the same. Mashed potatoes. Mashed potatoes. Stuffing. Listen, listen Neil Trump. Yeah, he does the same thing. Let me just explain my no, worst you know, Thanksgiving I you ever. Hate, you always act like when you come to my house, you hate the mashed potatoes. You never eat like this. No, so maybe you have bad mashed potatoes. Yeah, I know. Oh no, God. I guess no, no, no. do. You Neil, always go. I never eat like this. This is crazy. I don't eat like you don't have turkey and because and you don't even have the, the regular. Yeah, you don't have cheese on the potatoes. I don't know what n- mental patient. You don't put bacon. You didn't grow up with bacon bits on your baked potato and all that shit. Worst Thanksgiving Jesus I ever had. Christ. My father passed away. So now they're mo- both gone. And now Thanksgiving was awful after my mother passed away because sure. it's just me and my dad. And I would go out there and like one year we had like the first year after we don't want to make a turkey because we don't know how to make a turkey. And my right. sister's off doing what I don't know where she was for this. She right. had to go away. She was married and lovely. And so we're having like turkey sandwiches from like the, <laughs> the deli. And seriously, and that's tears, See, that's tears are rolling down my eyes. Like right. this is how bad I thought Thanksgiving was. My father's like, these are great sandwiches, right? They're like, ah, <laughs> mommy. it was awful. So then when he passed away, the first year I have nothing, nowhere to go. Neil's like, Come to my house. Come to Greg's, his brothers, for Thanksgiving here in the city. So the first year out of the gate that year, we go there, and his brother's such an ass about having people over. Like, come over, but doesn't want to do a goddamn thing. No turkey. No Who, turkey. Brother? Neil's <laughs> no. brother. He, no he, turkey. He's so gone crazy. First year it's out, much both worse parents now. are gone. Is he Jewish? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. He's the worst. This year, no plates only paper plates okay now he's shitting on me this yeah. is the guy neil five right. minutes ago was shitting on me so uh we go i go there and the first thing it's it's pasta i'm having pasta yeah. for it's thanksgiving a, yeah. and i'm well again i'm welling up i'm not I'm with somebody else's family right my sister's with her husband going I god knows where on behalf and of i'm Potters. having pasta <laughs> For Thanksgiving, I'm like, this is the worst. This is my life is shit. You know, it was, it was like the so worst. So funny. It was, yeah. Uh, but, you know, the potters are great, so they make it fun and everything. But it was so funny. Like, Thanksgiving, yeah, come on over. No turkey. <laughs> what? <laughs> come on over. Bring the turkey. <laughs> yeah, you buried the lead. We're going to no, play there football. Was, there was oh, fights uh, it's about a that. soccer game. Okay. There was fights about it. Greg's gone haywire. He won't do anything anymore. <laughs> he won't do any. No paper like, plate. He did, yeah, he won't do any, like. This year we had to force the turkey on him, and, and so we got everything else. He just won't do any because my parents come in for the game, 
and the, the they come in for a basketball game, not a football game. Yeah, they come in for the basketball for game. You have, you have nerve questioning Lenny's roots. Yeah, 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 questioning yeah, 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 me. He's yeah, yeah. going, what is he having? Uh, he doesn't even have a turkey. Come on over. We're, we're watching a cricket match. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not even Thanksgiving. It's like a Wednesday for the Potters. Uh, uh, it uh. wasn't. I missed Thanksgiving. I, 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 my favorite Thanksgivings were when I in my house that I grew up in because then you could eat a big meal and then go to sleep. But it was yeah. your house. Now I, I haven't had, I mean, we live in a little small apartment, so I've never, like like that, if I grew up in this house, your house, and then I eat and sleep, That those were that great Thanksgivings. I haven't had that kind of Thanksgiving After forever. a couple of years of my dad doing whatever, I was like, you know what, I'm making it. So we did it here a couple of times. We actually, you could, and I know how small my kitchen is, but we made full, you could order the Thanksgiving, just heat it up. And blow. It was amazing. We had right. full, they'll sell you amazing dishes on Thanksgiving at some of these places. It is and it a good a, holiday. And you just put the turkey in and done. And yes. It's the two holidays. I loved it. The stores are closed on Thanksgiving and Christmas. Those are the only Well, they're, two they're open now until in, in New Jersey. They're open until about three. Oh, the stores are open. Oh, so now it keeps like, open until about three. Are you serious? Yeah. What do you mean open to? Supermarkets are open until about oh, three. Oh, supermarkets. Yeah. But oh, then yeah. you go right into Black Friday. Right that into Black night, Friday. And so it's. The most ridiculous thing. And we're ever. near. And Gina's family is in Reading. So we go to the Reading outlets there, you know. So we're really just. football. So we're really down to one day then, really. One day left that. Only one day the stores don't open. That's Christmas, the 25th. Christmas and that'll day. change. And that's, that's, it'll absolutely change. They're creeping into that well, one. Well, you know too. why it's going to change? Because the store that will be open is Amazon. And, and then, that's where most commerce is conducted. And that's then it's true. just going to, yeah, it's like right. that, that's, that was the best part. Is like the only thing that you could do on Thanksgiving was go to a movie. That was, yeah. it. there what was no get, other choice. You but, have football all day. I love, I love the fact that you, I, I couldn't ask for anything more. I'm home with my family. I'm having a huge meal. I love turkey. And then I'm watching football all day. This was like, I love this holiday. Hot, Thanksgiving is a great holiday because also generally not overly cold. Right. You can get great weather. You can go out and throw the ball around throw in the, the ball middle. Around. I used to play, but we, all the friends used to come back a day early yeah, from you the play college. Like a and pickup play. football yeah. game. Yeah. But wait, on what did you guys eat? Did you eat the, the full turkey? Tons of gravy, mashed potatoes, tons of gravy, stuffing, gravy, yeah. bread. Yeah. That's exactly Both the meal. same meal. Corn. So everyone still shares the same meal. Our, our, well, what do you? What else? It was. Well, everyone has like every family has like a unique thing. Yeah, like, what's yours? Our, Pasta. Ours would be our <laughs> Pasta. Yeah. Ours is anti-turkey. Yeah. No, every once in a while we do uh, we do like a different kind of stuffing. I think the stuffings are always a little well, different. Well, yeah, people get creative. Makes her own like cranberry a, sauce. Oh, she makes her own cranberry. And it's yeah. phenomenal. Yeah, everyone has a unique thing. Like one family I went to had an oyster stuffing. Oh, they're wow. from they're from Louisiana, so they oh, go yeah. like. There's always these little things, and you want to answer that. Unique. My <laughs> God, will they please yeah. leave me alone? Yeah. You'll be it's the first shut person it off. Just you hit the button and shut it off. Nothing could just. You know what when you have when you have the kids, you got to be on. It's one hour. Yeah. I agree. He's, I just turned out. What are the five year old getting into that they're calling? Just make us feel. Fred, a little, ones. Fred is dead. Vinny, just make us a little feel a little bit more important. Just a little bit more important. Yeah, a little bit. I know we only have like two hundred listeners, but. Um. Anyways, so wait, what's your wait? Wait, my my. My family now, the on Gina's side, you know, they they bring everybody has to bring a couple of things to this, you know, and she has a lot of family. There's a lot of aunts and uncles on her sides of the family, and her brother loves to cook, and the father loves to cook. So they every year for dessert, there's like twenty desserts, and there's like ten kinds of on, you know, there's not only you have the big turkey, but you have a lot of stuff, stuffing and what they call bread filling, which I think is stuffing. I don't know what they call it. they think it's different, but it's stuffing. And all this stuff—it's amazing. Like they, they, they're they're culinary people, oh, so yeah. the food is just 
you're you're and stuffed are, into are you cutting the turkey i cut the turkey with the with the power saw thing i i i <laughs> take you the breast it? off the bird <laughs> yeah and then i use the power saw <laughs> you do you to do get that. perfect slices oh, oh yeah it's i love a, that Neil describes it as a chainsaw <laughs> but, but how again you, what how, ozark family <laughs> is he from that you power saw electric knife it was like once a year the thing this, this oh thing, yeah this <laughs> thing would come out it was once a year and it's always never working i'm wearing a flannel and a dust mask safety goggles can I tell you something? Uh, have you deep fried you your turkey it? yet? Do you slice thin or do you slice the breast? It, my dad always cuts it. It starts off thin and then he gives up and then it just yeah. turns into muckety muck. Uh, I'm going to tell you the right way to cut it. There's no distance. The right way to cut it. Right, you have 30 seconds. You cut it to take the breast off the bird whole. Yep. Got so you it. take the breast off the bird and you lay it down and then you cut half inch. Sla- it's the best. And you separate doesn't the, dry the, out. the white and dark meat you separate. Well, the white meat's the breast and the dark meat's everything else. Right? Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> and also, it sounds like you uh, sounds like a surgeon. Oh yeah, yeah. Let me right. tell you, when I get done slicing, it's the best way to eat. Turkey. I knew you would take that. You, that's your thing. Oh, yeah. Like not if someone else, if combined. someone if someone else tries to cut the turkey at your place, it's just not going to happen. No, they're not touching. This is the yeah, perfect yeah. job yeah, for yeah. Vinny. Yeah, I've yeah. seen him kill a million that's comics. Your, that's your thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No knife required. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we didn't even get into that. We got to get back about the. Oh, well, we have play. He's gonna, he'll come back. You'll come back. You're right? coming I'll back. Come back. And then right. we'll we'll get in depth on the comedy. Oh, we want. I have a million club. guys I want to talk about comedy wise. Oh, here we go. But anyway, let's go to the fourth corner. This is called... Uh, Are we on the fourth? Fourth. Wow, it's going fast. Yes, this is how our show goes. It's called Care or Don't Care. It's, okay. We play games every week. Sometimes we do a quiz, you know, but we, this week, Care or Don't Care. So I'm going to give you a topic. You just tell me if you care or don't care, we discuss. Got it. It's very simple. Okay, we'll start. We start easily. Let's go recycling. Care or don't care? Do you put? Do you separate everything? I do. I care. Yeah. Neil? I, I care. I want to care more. What does that mean? I you, just, you I sometimes wanna, you just go nah. I want to care dog. more. I, I don't. Sometimes I just don't believe in it. Like I don't believe in the separation of my apartment. <laughs> what? Like I feel like I'm separating <laughs> shit in my apartment, and then it's all getting like I feel like it's a they're playing with us. Like I feel like once it leaves. Let me interpret your statement. Yeah, yes. yeah. I care because to say otherwise would be people will call me a jackass, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and I want to care more because I really don't care at all. <laughs> So he doesn't care. No, doesn't I, care. Wait, I want to so believe. Why can't you just wait, say I don't care? I want to believe that when I separate the plastic bottle yeah. at my apartment, yes, that then it is separated and then it goes to the separation place. It does. But it doesn't. I feel like it. What? It goes to some and somewhere along the way they're laughing at us. It goes to the separate and then they just throw it in one pile and it ends up in the ocean. Let me so help you. The, the key is it I shouldn't be drinking it. this at all with a water bottle. I should drink. I got to be more disciplined about my life, not my recycling life. Wow, oh, he really tried to make himself sound like an was, angel. Was, he, let me help what, you. He does this to make himself feel better. I, absolutely. Yeah. What are you talking about? I'm the real thing. Let me help you out with your concern. <laughs> right, please. The reason they do separate yeah. is because all of those recyclables, the, the stuff that's being recycled is being sold for money. Yeah, they're making money on me. Right, so they are definitely doing and it. And I'm not getting the a stuff, paycheck on that. No, but... But you're getting a paycheck. But you're, I'm making money for some. I'm work. It's you're no different getting than a me. Paycheck. It's no you're different getting a than cleaner me. ecology. It's no different than me bagging my groceries at CVS. Now it's a little different. It's the same thing. <laughs> I'm working for the man, and there's a little bit of resentment there. Oh, you don't like doing yeah. the work. It's a little yeah. resentment that I'm not. But you're saying my my pay is a beautiful planet, and yeah. I and I'm into that. Yeah, it and sounds so, more like you're into. Hey, where is it for Neil? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
No, this I, is for all of us. We have here on the in the end of the hallway, you know, they have nine buckets. So right. the garbage in one bucket, the papers yeah, in another bucket. Yeah, I do bucket. that. Like crazy, I do that. Sometimes, though, they, they flip the bucket. So, like, the blue bucket is for the water bottles or whatever, and then the other one's for paper. But the guy who puts it back, like, will do it uh, backwards. And the bigger bucket is for, like, the paper and the small. And people just, it drives... People can't figure out like, nope, same bucket should be the same thing because it moved four inches. Yeah. So now people just throw shit everywhere. They, yeah. they turn into Neil immediately but, like, fuck it. Yeah. Don't you understand how dumb humans are? In yeah. other words, it's color coded, <laughs> yeah. it's size coded, yeah. and even then you can't get it. It's no, very it's hard. funny. All right, let's go. Care or don't care. Eating healthy. Well, we just had Thanksgiving. So. I definitely care. Yeah. You care. I eat very healthy yeah. and I care more about it every day. Like I like I now the Thanksgiving meal delicious. I had you know, I ate what I ate. I woke up the next day feeling terrible because I eat very healthy. Right. And so, you know Salad. I salad. think all three of us can admit at this table that I look awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like right now I'm I'm looking at you at your peak. <laughs> I care the best you've ever looked. This is this is how much I care about this. Yeah. I, I'm getting to a point now where if I'm eating it. Like, let's say I want to have a piece of dessert. The only way I'll have dessert is if you tell me this is a dessert, A, you've never had before and it's great, or B, this piece of cake is the best piece of cake. I don't want to just have dessert to have dessert. It's got to be an occasion. Right. Oh, wow. And I try and eat very healthy. So nothing it, at the stress factory then? <laughs> I eat stress I, Listen, my salad stress factory is awesome. Oh, okay. And we sell my organic eggs at the stress factory. Oh, you do? Yes, we do. But you grew up eating uh, shitty food. Yeah, we all grew up eating, you know, McDonald's. Fast food. Neil thinks McDonald's is a good meal. When he's Did fun. you grow up eating a lot of fast food? Not a lot. No, we, no, it was a treat. When I was a kid, if you went to McDonald's, you talked about that for a couple of weeks. Um, <laughs> it was yeah. a treat. Oh, uh, but and, and since you got the farm, you're just you can do you can you grow enough food to feed yourself at the no. farm? If like farm, the my table? brother does. I don't. Okay. All right, let's do. I think yeah, eating healthy. We're all we have to, you know. Like, you got you, but you you've got, all, your your eating healthy got confused with eating picky. No, no, I was always a picky eater, and kind of worked out to my benefit with the healthy thing. Because yeah, you just fell on that. No, that was just all, a lucky break mm, that you by only eating cheese pizza that no, you turned my, out to be healthy. My mother you, drilled this into us: McDonald's is no good for you, even right. back in 1970. You know, and like it, it's no good. So for you it. think you're a healthy eater. I'm, I get healthier every day, eat, but I'm not, I'm not the world's healthiest eater, but I, I could do better. Do you eat pizza? Yes. Yeah. Is that bad for Throat? You? I should have said, said throat. throat. <laughs> <laughs> First, the, I think it's a chest. constant. <laughs> eating healthy is a constant struggle. It is. It's a constant. Well, I, I eat more salad now than ever, ever, ever. Yeah, before. salad's great. Yeah. I eat pizza, but it's got to be a special occasion. I eat salad all the time, and I and is I salad tear really? I don't, up in my I don't find the salads that healthy. I think it's all scam. You do? Well, a salad no. can be very healthy, but you, if you load it up with crap, you, you put a bunch of shit on it, and then but you throw the dressing well, no on dressing. Your, your, I never have dressing. But I never have dressing. You just yeah. eat a plain salad. You got to put stuff in it that makes it delicious. That's like what, what dressing? Like avocado for some reason. Avocado is great. We'll make it radishes, better. which yeah. give it a onion. Pop. If you want onion, even though that's you don't put a, kale. You just eat a plain, no dressing. I eat no dressing. Oh, all right. I've been or going light. to this place in New York called Dig In. Have you ever been to this place or dig no. something? All right, never mind. Okay. <laughs> you're gonna need, you're gonna need a new co-host soon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've taken like, I've taken Sidekick to a new level. I feel like you have. Um, the Carney Awards. We'll go through that. Care or don't care. The guy before you does an extra 15 on stage. <laughs> oh, that's a, gonna, that's, a, <laughs> that's a shot. That's a shot across the... That's a shot. What do you think? I was going to get no shot. I feel like shot. we're talking about me. <laughs> I'll just say. <laughs> 
We, I'm just saying. Wait, what, read that question again. The guy before so you does an extra Vinny, 15 Vinny doesn't do it. So just change it. Put the Vinny, Vinny, you want to start with that one or you want to go last? I'll go last. All right. Dick move. I care. <laughs> <Yeah>. Neil. <laughs> Look, I, I care. I love that he's having a great moment, but not that great Come of a on, moment. Come on, you can't do that. If you're the headline, do it as long as you want. But if you're... And if you own the club... Uh, you get a little leeway on that one. I was telling you, we didn't get to it. But when you own the club, it was so funny. We would do the open mics. You'd come in. Oh, no, Vinny's coming. He comes in, drops it. Go, I'm going up next. All right, I guess. Right? Goes up next and then does like 30. We're all doing 10 tops. And, uh, and then we'd all be bitching in the back. And really, we have no leg to stand on. But None. do you know it? He owns the You know the you're club. going long. He doesn't care. Wait, wait, no, wait. I do no, care a lot. There's been, a, there's been a big shift. A there's been a big shift. I'm going to tell you what the shift is. Okay. When I'm in front of us, <laughs> I intentionally go. <laughs> yeah, that's what I want. Because he's a crybaby. Yeah, yeah. And, and he can't follow me, and he's a crybaby. Okay, he's got to follow me. He's got to go to the gutter to do it. Now, if Voss hears this podcast, I'm going to get 952 phone calls. <laughs> but Voss is fun about it. Yeah. Like, he will. Like, one weekend, <laughs> I emceed. And every show I went up and did them on. And every show I'd come back, he had a list in the back. My set times. <laughs> and the longest one as an MC was forty one minutes. Oh, that's <laughs> now that's intentional. Yeah, yeah. So if I have someone working who I know is gonna do a lot of time, I go very short. Or if I have someone that I think is maybe potentially gonna clip material, I go very short. Um, and there are certain agencies like CAA. CAA has a bunch of crybabies. And Matt Frost will say to me, it's got to be a two-man show. And I just say to Matt, well, that's fine. It'll be a two-man show, and I'm hosting. And I just, that's it. I'm doing it. And then I go up and I go, I keep it tight. Now, there are guys who I have such tremendous respect for because they will say, go do time. D.L. Hughley, Vinny, go do time. I want to see you do time. David Tell, because they're not worried. Because they're going to go up and they're going to murder. Yeah. And they're not with Jim Brewer, uh, Bob Marley. Now, if I'm... Uh, so, I, but I am more conscious because I also want to get the room flipped quickly. Is that a shot back across to Lenny? No, I was. <laughs> no, I was just saying in general. Like if you're in the city and a guy went long, I mean, you would not like that. If I'm headlining somewhere, headline that's different. And the guy goes long, I get a little bit. If the guy's doing 40 minutes and you're like, "Come on, man!" Now I have to cut my time down, and that can right. be annoying. If I'm in the city and a guy goes long. It's aggravating because you have other spots you're yeah, trying you to get, get to and to things it. like that. Yeah, yeah. I never went long in the city. Yes, very disciplined in the city. <laughs> Did I get long in the city? Yeah, you went long in the city. <laughs> <laughs> you went long everywhere. You can't tell a story with that. With that, like, like come on, Vinny doesn't do five. Vinny, I don't. You're like, I'm going up to do five. I'm like, I'll, I'll bet anyone in the room this is not gonna be five minutes. <laughs> I made so much money on you. Um, okay, let's go. Uh, Care or don't care, Merry Christmas or Happy Holidays. You know, the whole, uh, I had, we'll just say Trump for a second. He had made this whole thing about, we're bringing back Merry Christmas. Couldn't care Did, less. Couldn't care less, right? Neil? I try to fine tune my, my Do you? you go specific? salutation. Yeah, I, I want to fine tune it. I want to be right. Happy Hanukkah, Jew. Yeah, Is that I, your new one? I don't, <laughs> don't want to say Merry Christmas to you. Why? Why not? Because you don't, you want me to say Happy Holidays? You don't care? I don't care. care. But I, I do. It, but on Christmas Day, it's Christmas. So In fact, of course you're going to get Merry Christmas. Step, I'm not that sensitive. I'll even take it a step further. I want to hit you with Happy Hanukkah. Yeah, on Hanukkah. It's like two weeks before. Uh, oh, I, I thought, okay, but the reason that's a problem is no one knows 
if Ramadan is happy. But I'm doing. <laughs> but I'm doing. Yeah, the extra Ramadan, work. dude. I always forget Ramadan. I'm doing the extra work on Ramadan. I'm asking them, have they? Uh, are they? Are they ready to eat late at night? You know, I'm. I'm into all of them. Amen. I'm, I'm working on all the details. Nice abs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm working on everything. <laughs> I want to get Kwanzaa. So I want to know all of them. Is that what you're saying? You I, care? I, again, I'm going to use that same response. I care, but I want to care more. I the, the, the funniest <laughs> thing is when you say when someone does care. Now, I say Merry Christmas because it's what I celebrate. And I look at it as an invitation for everyone to enjoy the day the way I'm enjoying the day, right? But I don't mean like you have to go worship Jesus. But I said happy Merry Christmas to someone uh, from East Brunswick one day at the club. And she got very, very snippy. She goes, Happy Hanukkah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And okay. I said to her in real time, I go, It doesn't sound happy when you say that. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Um, all right, let's go. I have two more to go. I mean, I have a ton of them, uh, but let's do this one. Uh, grammar and an email. You must get you get tons of emails and professional. Link. Does it even bother you? Yeah, but that bothers the wrong word. I ne- I recognize it and I go. Ugh. Care or don't care though. You care. I, I don't care. All right. Neil. Yeah, I don't care. I'm I'm the worst. I care. It drives me absolutely crazy. I, what I about mean, uh, well? What if about it's a little thing like people were typing fast back and but forth? What, what about an email then using text words? Does that bother you? What? So if I go, are you going? To the park, like I email you. Going to going to the park, I just put R U. No, I don't care. The letter R. The, no, that's what it's like for. a text. You don't care, but some people really get pissed off on when I'm emailing if right. I use text. Well, you're not gonna, text words. Wait, you yeah, know what I'm you saying? can't type like that, R U in an email. They, you do care in an email. Yeah, but what are you nuts? Why, I'm bringing texting to the email. You sound so like it's a even, moron. But it's even faster <laughs> that now I'm hitting you even faster. You don't even have to read R U A R E. You just have to read R the letter R U. It's English. What are in you doing? Email. No, but it's not. It's a different medium. Okay. Just can we on. agree this way? Can, that just, all of mankind is gravitating towards doing less. Yeah, we're all we're okay? in deep trouble. Like people are com- concerned about robots taking over. I can't wait because they'll <laughs> type out A R E Y O U because the robot cares. I'm trying to relate to the younger generation. Okay, here we got two left. Let me do this one because I know this one. I'm getting another shot. World Series Game Sevens on Saturday night. Uh, I don't care. The worst use of programming <laughs> in the history of entertainment. <laughs> it used to be the World Series in the afternoon. I know Vinny doesn't like it because it's, you know, it's the club. It's Saturday yeah. night. Oh, it kills us. It kills the club. Kills yeah. us. This year, was it a Saturday night? It wasn't, right? No, I don't think it was Saturday night for Game 7. Yeah, well, this, this year was a great World Series. Yeah. Nobody in New York cared. Nobody cared. Do if you the feel- Yankees would have gotten there, we used, we, I know I love when you, you go to Yankees, you're a big Yankees fan. And then you'll root against them if that game seven or six or seven. Is I always say the same thing. I'll root for the Yankees to get to the World Series. Yeah. When I walk into Yankee Stadium and I see a sign that says, go, Vinny, go. <laughs> then I will reciprocate and say, let's go, Yankees. But you haven't. Bop, 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 bop. I haven't been up to the stretch right. Do you have TVs everywhere? Everywhere. Everywhere. So you, you're playing games? I mean, you're no, playing not during the no, show. No, but I mean, before the show starts, yeah, you have sports everywhere? Yeah. So everyone's asking. I had a guy one time. We had a, the Jets were in the playoff games. It was, I don't know, five oh, decades shit. Yeah. They want the and, TV uh, on. The Jets were in a playoff <laughs> game, and I came in, and Jeff McManus had the game on. And I said, Jeff, why do you have the game on? And the game went into overtime. Oh, shit. So now it's 7.30, and we are turning the game off, and there's like a minute left, and it's a super exciting game. And so I said, dumbass, now we got you know, to wait 10 minutes. A minute and a half of football is 30 minutes. Yeah, yeah. So we turn the game off, and some monster guy comes charging. Turn that effing game on! Screaming at me. And I looked at him, and I go, hey, if you're that big a fan, you beat a sports bar. We're, we're doing a comedy show now. and But that's why at 7 o'clock, it's got to go off. Yeah. Right. You get a half hour, then you get so to So you don't leave a TV on the bar here? No. 
for the true sports no, fan that no. wants to get the comedy Green plus room. the sports. They can come hang no, out. No, and I, I have to say, I think this year, it, it, the NFL, def, their numbers are down. Like, Well, a lot of the big guys are hurt. You know what I mean? But I also believe that people are, are, are over but the But now, now everyone just pulls out their cell phones and watches on their... You see that too? No, we don't let them do that. We tell them it's got to be okay, off. Yeah. NFL's being... It'll do okay. Don't worry about the NFL. <laughs> trust me. They're doing all right. Yeah. Nice business. All right, one more. Um, Louis C.K.'s career. Care? Don't care. I do care about that. Yeah. Neil? I don't understand the question. Like, what do you mean? Do I care? That do you care if he ever comes back? If you ever see Louis C.K. do stand-up again, care? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Not really. You're ambivalent today. I'll, I'll, no, I'll say, I'll say I don't care that he, I, he's had a good career. He doesn't, I don't care if he does anything else. There you go. I Here, mean, here's how I feel about it. So, yeah. no. There. So, so when you look at uh, Louis, yep. there, it's hard to look at that and not realize that he did very much try to hurt other people's careers to keep his secret. Mm. And the hypocrisy of that is bad. Is bad. And I don't dislike Louis. And, uh, okay. I just think that, uh, you know, for a guy that attacked Trump for the grabbing mother, you forgot it had a lot of commentary in his act, about a lot of things that were wrong, hmm. to have this in the background running full time. And, and the apology bothered me because the apology, you know, I always ask first, listen, guess what every pervert does behind the bushes? Hey, little girl, want to see something? <laughs> I mean, that's a question you ask, right? So I'm not wishing ill on Louis. Yep. He could sit back and count that money. He's got a lot of money to count. And I do believe he will come back. But I, the apology troubled me because he laid a lot of blame on those girls. And he crushed their career. When Dave Becky calls you and says, stop telling the story, hmm. that's Luca Brazzi yep. showing up going, hey, stop selling these cigarettes. We got cigarettes over here. So I, you know, I agree. I care. It's a big issue. But now I care a little more of what's going on in the bushes behind your house there. <laughs> well, you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of bushes are you hanging out Look, with? you know, Matt Laura went down today. Uh, yeah. I, I keep saying this. We're like... It's I'm so even, excited. There's so much more to go. We're five or six main characters away from me getting a TV deal. Okay. <laughs> At some point, they got to go deeper into the well. Play. Well, the funny thing is they haven't even got into the, the, the other, I mean, the entertainment business, the music business. They haven't even, that's the, they, they haven't got into some well, of the other businesses. Today, Vogue magazine got is in trouble. Fashion. Oh my God. For ranking the Victoria's Secret models, models, the Victoria's Secret secrets models bodies that's hard for me to say yeah i see and i'm saying wait that's a you're upset about that they're (laughs) prancing around in sex gear of course you're gonna judge them on prime 8 8 p.m it was a weird damn i would can i just get ranked one time in anything 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 (laughs) yeah lenny how do you feel that vogue ranked the victoria's secret model bodies talk about don't care this, right. It's a don't care. It's but a non-issue. Stop making these non-issues issues. But isn't this... That's what they do. It's all about their body. But but what I'm saying is, this is a level of hypocrisy that we've reached. Well, you could... Look, you're going to get this on every... La- I've seen articles with cr- craziest stuff. Anybody can write an article now and it gets picked up and retweeted. And it looks like a legitimate thing. And from Vogue to Fred's blog, you know, on every possible subject. So it's, it's just all out of hand now, media-wise, you know, so... Care or don't care is really, you can play care or don't care with literally everything. I feel bad for women right now. Uh, and I mean this, I'm not trying to be funny. All right, wrap it up. Um, okay, I'll wrap it quick. <laughs> because women, now there's so many sexual misconduct allegations coming out 
Now it's starting to be like, okay, yeah, it's everywhere. And so stop crying. It's actually become so ubiquitous Normal, yeah. that it's become a problem that for is, women. It is a problem. Because it, 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 I say you could, I've said this on other podcasts too. If you want to look hard enough, everybody's got something yes. that will offend someone yes. somewhere down the line. Whether yes. it's a tweet or a picture or something or God knows. But you do have to, for things to change, you have to throw Harvey Weinstein in jail. This yeah. guy's got to go to oh, jail. Oh, he's the next I mean, level. Uh, he's a criminal. He's like the worst of the worst. I, he's the yeah, criminal. Yes, criminal. he's at a worse level. But Matt Lauer, it looks like... We don't Nick, know yet. We don't... I, the thing literally just broke. It's going to be bad. Gonna be it's got to be bad because this was... I went to sleep last night, nothing. I woke up this morning, gone. Yeah. So that's a picture, a video, an email. You know what I, they I'm said thinking, to him? I'm he thinking, was getting... He was in makeup. Yeah. And that president of NBC came up and said, Matt, pull your pants up, you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> we'll end it there. Oh, there that's the way to end it, Benny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, it's great. All right, let's do uh, one thing of the week. Neil, do you have a thing of the week? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Uh, good, good. One thing you like or one thing you didn't like? Uh, mine week? is uh, just a more of a, it's, it's, it falls in between like everything else I said. But it's, uh, I've been riding the subway and I, I'm always irritated by the advertising in the subway. It makes you feel bad about yourself. Right. It's always like, you know, go to school, right. get an education, <laughs> yeah. learn how to talk. All, all the, you haven't, the, you haven't the, learned you see at the all. Answer, learn, go to school, Neil. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're always making. I'm like, should I be on the subway? Like, just is this? Are you trying to tell me that I've failed in life by no. riding the subway? That's yes. what it's like. It's like I know, I know, I fail, but I, I don't. I still want to like a Mercedes commercial on my train. Put Mercedes or like high end advertising, so I at least feel like. I belong on this. I, I even know, you know what I mean? But right. now I notice that it's even gotten worse. Right. So now I, not only do I feel bad about my place in the world, now <laughs> it's all young ads, like those, the mattresses that they deliver. So it's all geared for like 16 year olds. So the only people riding subway now are, are 16 year olds and failures. That's it. <laughs> Wait, Neil wants to end the subway with a guy with thumbs up going, good work, Neil. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Neil. Ball. Yeah. It's great. Hey Neil, if you don't want to recycle, it's okay. <laughs> we, this, I think we should just make ads with you in them, whatever you want to say, and put it up there so you yeah. feel better. Everybody Let's, likes lasagna on Thanksgiving, Neil. <laughs> wink, yeah, wink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want one ad from Mercedes that says, "Don't feel bad about, don't feel bad about running the subway, Neil." <laughs> Mercedes. Maybe your Uber driver will have a Mercedes. Yeah, yeah, Uber, they'll advertise down there. Mine right. is this one. Uh, Vinny, do you have one? Do you want to do What's one? What's the subject again? What just you? just a one good thing of the week, one bad thing of the week. Bad Obviously. thing of the week, I, I have to tell you, I'm so aggravated with the New York football giants uh. for benching Eli Manning. Ben McAdoo, I have not liked this guy from day one. I think he's a bad coach. And of all the people, Eli Manning is a guy in the NFL. And I never thought Eli Manning was the same. I thought he was a great quarterback. Yeah. Uh, he was never going to be the guy that you said – that, you know, he was just always going to be a great quarterback. There's no dick pics coming out of that guy. You know what I mean? He's up, on the up and up. You know, I think mean, by doing it, he just got himself fired. The, the whole. The, I hope so. They're they're all so and I hope the Giants lose to. Oh, and I like Geno Smith. Yeah. Who's also got. He's really in a bad right. spot, right? Yeah. People are going to hate on poor Geno Smith. And Ben McAdoo, to me, this is the biggest buck passing moment in the history of, of sports. Yes. He basically said, hey, you know what? We're not in two. It's not because I suck and my hairdo stinks. It's because Eli Manning can't throw a football when he's getting hit by nine defensive linemen. You're absolutely right. I Damn. hate it. Such a decent guy. Yeah, he's such a decent guy. He's a great guy. Right. He's he's the best quarterback we've ever had. Represents everything. It's all the good in the world. And absolutely. Then, yeah. It's over. That's why. It's over it's for a, him. What's your thing, Lenny? My thing of the week is... Um, 
iPhone updates or Android updates. Everybody's been having this problem. I've heard about this more yeah, time. It's killing. Like, it. It's killing. Uh, you buy a phone. The thing works amazingly well. You're skipping down the street. Within two updates of the phone, everybody is livid. You know, like no, all the iPhone guys, it destroys the phone. No, this is not an iPhone. This is a Samsung. Okay. And it's starting to slow down. I mean, look, wear and tear on the thing. It's going to slow down and everybody upgrades to another one. But from what I heard, the iPhone is a disaster. With I this. love it. You get, but if you get an update, the new update. one, you get an update, it die, it kills it. My update, my phone's working no great. No problem? I, uh, maybe maybe I'm using it wrong, but... It's working great. <laughs> no, I don't think it's using it wrong. I've heard it gone off like 4,000 times, so it must be working. Vinny Brand, thank you so much for coming in. We have so much more to talk to you about. You've got to come back and tell stories. And blah, 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 you know. Thanks, Vinny. Vinny, thanks so much. Thank and you, We'll Brad. see you guys next week.